Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to this special episode of Table Manners, which is a collection of some of our favourite bits from the past year. We've had some amazing guests this year. Despite the different lockdowns and restrictions, we've kept going for you and had some amazing guests, either at Mum's House for Food or via Zoom. We always prefer Mum's House for Food, particularly me, because I get fed very, very well, three times a week sometimes. Kicking us off is, of course, the wonderful Dolly Parton, who joined us last autumn. I was in the studio recording my record and... My mum was on Zoom and Dolly had a Christmas tree behind her and it definitely was October. We were absolutely made up to have Dolly on the podcast and I definitely was slightly starstruck. As you can see, I don't really say much and I'm quite scared. I didn't need to be because she's the most charming woman in the world. Dolly grew up in a huge family. She's one of 12. So I asked her whether her mum was a good cook. Oh, of course she had to cook for that big house full of youngins. So mama, everything mama cooked, you know, you'd think there wouldn't be a thing to eat in the house. And mama would just start cooking. And before you know it, there was always something that always was always good. There's a lot of you. There's, you've got a lot of brothers and sisters. There were, was there 12 of you? Yeah, there's 12 of us in all. There's six girls and six boys. I have a sister and two brothers older and there were eight kids younger. But we had a lot of mouths to feed. My sister and I had to, to learn to cook early. So we cook a lot like mama and my aunts and my grandmas. Uh, mama was always having a baby, so when Mama was out with a baby, my sister Willoughby and I had to do the cooking, you know, in those early days. So we know how to do it. You're one of the oldest in the family. Yes, I have a sister and two brothers older than me. And so you had to take a lot of responsibility for the little ones. Well, yeah, that was that was just the rule of the house. Every time Mama had a baby, we all had to help take care of it. So she had, I think that's why she kept having kids, just so she'd have somebody to help babysit. <laughs> <laughs> but we would, we did it. You know, it was just a natural way of life. We were always excited when we heard Mama was having a new baby, which was all the time. I always make a joke that Mama had one honor on her hip or one inner at all times. Honor ready to inner. Have one. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but we loved them all and that mom and daddy loved us all. So that was just the way it is. Just horny hillbillies <laughs> up there in the mountains. <laughs> Did you used to forage in the mountains? Like, would you go and pick in the mountains and go and f- find things to eat in the mountains? Well, when you grow up in the mountains, like we did, uh, we lived on a farm. So we grew, uh, you know, a lot of our own vegetables and uh, we raised our own, uh, you know, our own pigs and we you know, we, we did all that in, in those days. So mama just knew how to put anything together. But we also did a lot of wild uh, 
foods like rabbit hunting and uh, squirrels and all the things a lot of people oh you eat squirrel you eat rabbit some of the best eating in the world if you know how to fix it and when you live in the mountains you learn to eat and fix everything that's mm. edible and even the greens uh you know that grow in the fields you know the wild stuff that's uh that makes really tasty things like whether it's like watercress or whether it's something we call poke salad it's like uh, the poke bush p-o-l-k i guess we call it poke poke salad but anyway it's a wild green that grows so uh there's a lot of wonderful things that you you know can cook from from the mountains and that grow you know that run wild in the woods and and the stuff you grow domestic you know on your farm around your barn in your in your barnyard i wanted to know i'm watching that documentary and um Jane Fonda talking about how you all got to know each other on nine to five um, when you were kind of uh, you were making this film together and you do these sleepovers she said and you do these sleepovers and you talk and you'd get to know each other and I wanted to know what were you ordering on room service I need to know these things well I would imagine whatever was good I guess we we ordered a lot of I guess club sandwiches and soups that sort of thing but if you you know I stayed at a really nice um, hotel there, the Balage Hotel, when I was staying, living there, and they had the best things on the menu, whether it be like, uh, uh, like I, I love liver and onions, but that seems to be a delicacy too in the city. And so we would, I would order that kind of stuff. Anything that I could order that was close to country. They had also like great steaks and, and great fish. And Jane, you know, she used to eat a little better than I did because she was working out at the time. So I'm sure she and Lily were eating better and more like a baked fish and baked chicken. I was getting chicken with gravy or whatever I could get that, you know, had some something on it that was a little more tasty to me. But anyhow, we would just order whatever we felt like if we were, when we would chat and talk. And pizza is always great, you know, to order. Always. Probably order that, that in. Dolly, you have one of the best quotes about food. I mean, it's an iconic quote. It was like my 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 true loves. Oh, you say it because you're going to say it better than me. I guess I guess somebody <laughs> said my my weaknesses have always been men, sex, and food, and not necessarily in that order. <laughs> oh, so, something to that on that order. <laughs> You've got one of the longest marriages in history. I do. My husband and I have been together for 57 years, been married 54. Congratulations. And I'm sick of him, and I'm sure he's sick of me. Oh, no, he's not. (laughs) I can't believe anybody could get sick of Dolly Parton. She's an absolute queen and very, very funny. Next up is the also rather funny Michael McIntyre. He came over for one of our most raucous dinners last September and arrived with a temperature gun and proceeded to check all our temperatures before entering the establishment. Here's Michael explaining why he loves Jewish people. Well, I live in North London, which is in a, in a very Jewish area. Yeah. Um, in Hampstead. Yeah. And I'm moving. I've bought a house in an even more Jewish area. You're going to Golders Green? You're going to the suburb. I'm going to the suburb. I'm <laughs> Michael, you've got kosher kingdom near. You've got green spans. Your chopped liver and your salt You've got a whole community. I've got a mezuzah. You see, you've got mezuzahs on the door. I didn't know what a mezuzah was until I bought my house from a Jewish man, and I thought it was because 
for listeners unfamiliar yeah. with a mezuzah, would you explain a what mezuzah. a mezuzah is? It's got a parchment, it's got the scroll inside with it's a little be- blessing. It, it, it's like to protect the house. It's luck. And it, it's, it's, it's luck. put on a yeah. wonk, which always makes you think, did they mean no, to do it like that? No, it's got to go yes, in a certain direction. I don't know. And if you do it in the wrong direction, it's It's a wrong. direction thing. Yeah. It looks like it's, it's been to, put on wrong. Yeah, no, it's got to go like that. Right, so I thought it was just a feature on the door. I had no, no idea that it was a mezuzah. And the man who sold me the house showed up at the door a week later. And he said, I've come to get my mezuzah. But of course, I thought he was either drunk or having a stroke because I thought he was trying to say a, a recognised word that obviously began with N, but his face was just falling apart. And I was like, what is it, Eric? And he said, I need to collect my mezuzah. And I was like, oh my God, something terrible is happening to this man. And then he started pulling at this thing on the door and I thought he'd gone mad. He took them away. Well, I didn't That's know what he was not talking about. I'd never form. heard of the mezuzah. But anyway, incredibly excited to move in in, this, in my new community. And, and this is good. A good uh, Fantastic. It's Jewish it's, New Year next week. I can't, yeah, you've got get to, it right. You've got to Dip WhatsApp the the me honey. all the yeah. information well, so that I can keep up. You know what? Up. Actually, Michael, so I'm actually, um, I'm a bad Jew, but I'm, I'm having a, a bad, I'm, I'm becoming a better one. I'm having a bad mitzvah because I have a family of my own yes. and my husband is a goy. He, he doesn't, you know, he's, he, we had a Jew-ish wedding. But I've decided to have a bat mitzvah to basically pass down all these things to for my your, children. For your daughter? Do- do- well, for my daughter and my son. Oh, and right. to be able to do yes. Hanukkah, God forbid, when mum pops Well, I did it. a Passover. For God's sake, my daughter has only once. gone up a degree. <laughs> God forbid when mum goes. Let's see the latest. Just see if I'm going. No, you're still fine. You, you've slipped up a little bit. <laughs> we'll keep an eye. Well, we'll get you a mezuzah, but I feel like that's going to be like, I don't know, would a Jew give a mezuzah to, no, like, a neighbour? Is it like ha- bringing in a baked bread? or No, darling, okay. but it's I lucky, and I think he sh- it's bad form Could I sneak a CCTV camera in it? Just to, is it can, yeah, is it, you can could. it be dual that purpose? Be, that could be dual purpose. I mean, look, purpose. there's protecting a home and there's protecting a home. <laughs> I mean, I feel, I feel like maybe if there's some kind of that alarm thing, you can get an app. Maybe we should go into business and develop mezuzahs that are also sort of cameras. Yeah, that's that you good. Can, you know, you can talk to the people. Maybe and, also with a thermometer yeah. for you the could, COVID as well. Oh, all, please, this will be over This soon. will be... All built into the yeah, mezuzah. Yeah, all in the mezuzah. This is amazing. This is going to be a mystical, we'll magical... We'll go door to door. Dragon's Den. Sorry, hi. <laughs> in the suburb, me and Lenny will hook up. We'll go door to door in the suburb. Selling... We'll, we're selling mezuzah... Tri-purpose. Temperature... <laughs> Dry purpose mezuzahs. They're technical temperature. They're good for CCTV. What's not to like? Another one of my favourite um, Jewish stories. There's a gentleman, and he'll he'll like that I'm telling this story because he knows that I I was started to do it on stage a bit. And I think, oh goodness, I, he's Anthony. I nearly forgot his name, Anthony. And uh, he is local, and he. Like me, I mean, I don't want to make stereotypical assumptions of Jewish people, but there is a certain neurosis that certainly Jackie Mason would have played. Says the guy who brings in the thermometer, but cool. And that's what I'm saying. (laughs) I share the neurosis. So myself and Anthony would go and watch our sons play football on the weekend in the park, an organised football thing, and all the other parents would leave... But me and Anthony would stay and would have camping chairs because we, we were so worried what would happen to our, you know, what would you, a bubbler's, what would happen to our bed? You can't leave. We would just sit and discuss. Well, who could leave their children here? It's crazy. Are you a competitive football dad? No, not competitive, just worried. No, I, I, just dis- careful. No, I discourage any kind of, you know, aggression on the pitch in case he would get injured. I okay, was worried, worried about, about him. I'm worried about him. And he was worried about his son. So my son gets kicked in a game and I, and I lose it and I run on 
and what I shouldn't have done because he's, you know, he's getting a bit older. And I, I'm over the, him and I'm going, you poor dad, daddy's here, daddy's here. And he's looking at me like he hates me. All his friends are going, oh my God, your dad's so embarrassing. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so going to kiss it better and all this kind of stuff. Um, and then, you know, he said to me afterwards, don't you ever do that again. Don't even come to the games. You're an embarrassment. You're the most embarrassing dad in the world. It was tough. Anyway, it turns out that Anthony, a little bit more um, embarrassing than I, the same thing happened to his kid, Daniel. He gets kicked. Anthony unzips his, his coat. Inside it, he's got all these medical supplies. Oh, how funny. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's also got a spray. You know this? I don't know if you've seen it. Oh, when they, the proper footballers, they, they spray yeah, they to spray, take the pain away. They, yes, they freeze the injury. So oh. he starts running on the pitch. Spray, but he's so keen to spray his child that he starts spraying it while he's running. So he's running and spraying, shouting, Daniel! Daniel! And it's spraying all the time. And as he's running away, you can hear his voice changing. And he's going, Because he's breathing in it. frozen his... Frozen his face. (laughs) He froze his own face. So he ends up in the middle of the pitch with a frozen face, basically going, It started to sound a bit like anal. So he's standing in the middle of the pit, shouting, Anal! 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 And I pointed out, you know, in hindsight, that maybe he was a slightly more embarrassing father than, than I am. <laughs> Anthony, yeah, shouting anal in the middle of the pit. <laughs> is Anthony allowed to go to the games? Did Daniel mind? I know, I don't think they mind. No, because they're all, you know, they're very protective. He's been brought up yeah, in a been, Jewish family. Yeah. yeah. We had so much fun with Michael McIntyre. He was brilliant. I chortled. Hyena laughed. I did all of it. And you can imagine how chuffed mum was when Michael told her she had good comedic timing. Mum now thinks that she's going to be at Edinburgh Fringe on her own. She doesn't need me anymore. She'll have her own uh, stand-up next year. Watch out. Now on to another funny man, Youngblood, who mum didn't know who the hell he was, even though the whole world does, who came for an afternoon tea last autumn. Here he is starting to tell us what his last supper would be until he got a little sidetracked. For starter, I love Spanish food. Wow. And I have prawns, prawn pill pill. Have you ever had that? <gasps> Mad. Yeah, pill pill pill. On a, on a, like, but the shittest one you can get like on a beach bar, like on like grannies in the kitchen, and it looks like you're going to get salmonella, but you're not. You know what I mean? And you're just like... Nice bread to dip in. Yeah, proper nice bread to dip in, and just like, just pint of lager. Do you know what I mean? So... Oh, man, I need to tell you my story in a minute. I've finished this. This is the funniest fucking story ever. Tell us now. All right, fuck it. I'll do my last supper in a minute, right? So, <laughs> me, me tour manager, right, Jess, she's a, she, I don't, she's an incredible Australian woman, like, with the biggest, like, heart, but I don't know how she puts up with us. Like, we are little shits, absolute little shits on, on tour. So, for oh, it, like, Jess, bless, bless you. her, shout out, Jess. She, you know what I mean? She's like, probably listening to this embarrassed as hell because she hates any attention. She's like, don't take photos of me, ever. We were in Denmark and had a couple of days off, and you yeah. know, Noma. It's like the yeah. best yeah. restaurant in the world, yeah. right? Did you get a t- right. did you get a place there? Listen, I mean, it's listen, a huge yeah. waiting list. Listen, so some like I was like, it's a birthday. She really wants to go to this nice restaurant called Noma in Copenhagen, Denmark. It's the best restaurant in the world. Uh, chef's tables, chef table, whatever, it. it's all, 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 all that shit. So I was like, all right, cool. So I get a table, right? And I'm 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 northern as fuck, right? And it's gonna be seven hundred quid a head, and I'm just gonna take four of us, and I'm gonna pay for it for a birthday. I'm like, fucking okay, well, all right. <laughs> Love you, yeah. You know I mean, like, fucking twenty. You know I mean, whatever, twenty eight hundred quid for a table. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna have the best steak in my life, and it's gonna be great. I'm gonna <laughs> sit. Right? Right, so I'm saying to you, listen, this is why the story's really. 
really funny. So I get there and I'm like, cool, I'm going to have a fucking great steak. I've been on tour for so long. I'm going to have steak and chips and they're going to give me whatever I fucking want and lychee martinis on tap <laughs> till the fucking end of time. It's going to be wicked. But as I say, so we pull up, right? We get into the side. I'm like, all right, cool. There's like, I thought we're going to a restaurant. It's like six greenhouses, but all right. <laughs> have you seen that film, Midsummer? Yes. Do you know what I mean? So I'm walking up and it's so like... you're quite yeah, smiling. Everyone's like very f- fucking Viking and very like, hello, sir, welcome to Noma, where your pleasures will be. <laughs> I don't know. And I'm like, all right, nice. Like, I'm dry in Northern. So I'm like, all right, nice to meet you. Fucking great. So I walk into Noma and I'm just like, cool, this is a bit fucking weird, isn't it? And everyone's like, oh, I'm so excited. I'm like, same, man, I can't wait. <laughs> so so I have steak. this steak and chips and it's going to be fucking great. And it's like, would you like this drink of the river to cleanse your palate i'm like I I, i'm like i'll have a yeah i'll have a taste of that it's pretty fucking weird too like and you kind of i'm stopped staring at me for two minutes you know what i mean i'm like stop looking at me i want to like chill so they take us to our table and in noma it's like you have your own little living room and there's a fire and i'm like okay cool all right sick we're gonna sit down and, and it's gonna be great so the waitress comes just like again Welcome to Noma. And it's like some fucking, like, I've gone to live with Ari Krishnas in Thailand or something. You know what I mean? And I'm like, fucking great. And it's like, okay, can I have a pint of lager and a steak and chips, please? And she's got, she's like, she's like, they bring the drinks out. And she starts pouring me this drink. And I'm like, sorry, um, I, can I have a pint of, can I have a pint of lager? She's like, we don't do lager, sir. I'm like, um, okay, right. Do you have like any, like, beer or anything? She's like, no, sir. I'm like, you all right. Denmark. Yeah, I'm, I mean, but that's fine. I'm just like, I know, do you know what I mean? No, they should have beer, right? Lager. Yeah. I have a beer, and I'm like, and I'm like, and I'm like, do you have, do you have like anything like, do you have a glass of prosecco? No, sir. Do you have a gin and tonic? No, sir. I'm like, what do you have? And she's like, well, we have the fruits of the forest, <laughs> like shit. And she's pouring me, and I'm drinking this raspberry elderflower and was fucking foxtail fucking drink. <laughs> was it alcohol? Yeah, it was alcoholic, right? And I'm drinking it and I'm like, okay, cool. But it's not what you wanted. No, it's, not, it's what I'm saying to you. It's like, it's not what I wanted. So it's like, all right, cool. Um, and I'm like, where's the menus? And Jessie's laughing at me because she's just brought fucking Devo meets Liam Gallagher into a fucking Scandinavian seance. You know what I mean? And everyone's like <laughs> bringing in the light and blessing the forest. And it's game season, right? It's game season. <gasps> and everyone's laughing at me. And Tom, my photographer, is quite a foodie and, and a bit pretentious. I love him. He's a pretentious cunt. Then there's Ed, who works at my label, who was somehow out in Denmark. I don't know why. And then yes, Jess next to me. He wanted to go to Nome. I know. I knew you were paying. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, we're in, we're in Nome and we're eating. And it's like, the first dish comes out. And I'm like... I'm like just turning hysterically. Like, where's the fucking menus? Like, where's the menus? I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm like really, and I'm anxious because everyone's like, there's a person in the corner of the room looking straight forward, like not even like vibing, just like holding no a bottle. No, holding a bottle of water and looking straight forward. I'm like, it literally looks like a prosthetic doll, like standing there. It's a bit midsummer. You know, I'm very midsummer. It's like when the when when am I gonna get my bollocks cut off? You know what I mean? In front of me. And um, I'm sat there and the food comes out and the first thing comes out and it's like an acorn on a plate, right? And it's like, I'm looking at this acorn. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, everyone's like, weird. It must be just like some hippie shit before they bring out like the menu. Me dinner. Me, me, me dinner, yeah. Me big, nice steak. steak. Do you know what I mean? Me big, nice With dinner chips. that I'm paying 700 quid for. <laughs> and, the, and they do the acorn. I'm like, okay, right. I'll nibble on this acorn and... 
and everyone's just laughing. What's the acorn in anything? No, it's just a fucking acorn. I don't know. Like, I mean, it's an acorn. Yeah, you could eat acorn. That's what oh, I'm saying. You can eat like, you can, and it's like yeah. glazed in fucking. Oh, like, it was kind like of sh- molasses made from like Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? <laughs> and 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 every like Jess is like wanted to come to Noma, but she's regretting it already. Because you're because no no she's not regretting it because of me because. Now I find out that she is unadventurous with food. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, fine, all right, fucking hell, you don't want to eat your acorn. That's a 70 quid acorn that you just <laughs> just turned away. Like, I've turned mine away. And I'm sat down, it's like, cool, cool. Um, it, is there any menus coming out? It's like, the chef has decided what you're eating tonight, sir. And I'm like, as I say, like, I don't like being told How what to do. It's very, no, it's very intimidating. Like, I, see, I love that. But they I go, we've created. It, but no, I love so it. I'm definitely yeah. with I'm, Yeah, and I'm just yeah. like, all right, cool. Uh, like, it's like, just, is there going to be any, like, meat and shit? Like, oh, yes, sir. Yes, we do. we use every part of our animals. And I get it because it's, like, good and, it, and it's good and... Sorry to sorry to any of the ve- yeah vegan sorry fans. to any of the vegan fans out there. So, I mean, um, but this was just Noma, and then they bring out duck's brain. Oh, no, they didn't. In front of me, like no duck, duck like gland from oh, the, from the brain, yeah. and I'm like, and I'm like, uh, like looking at the waitress, <laughs> like I'm like helpless, like I'm like imagine me walking through the desert for seven days without water, and I see you, and I'm like, do you have any water? I'm like, do you have any fucking thing normal? <laughs> For me, do you have anything possibly normal? And then the main event comes out, and it's like our good old friend Donald Duck, but this time it's the face of of the duck, like the face, right? Like, and it's and I'm sat there, and Donald Duck is looking at me in the face, going, "Don't eat me, don't eat me," because my child and is you've across. You've been on the Disney Channel. Yeah, that's what I'm saying to you, right? So I'm looking at fucking Donald Duck right now, and. Then I'm like, okay, why is there ducks? Like, I'm not going to eat a beak. It's not even cooked. And then the, one of the Midsummer characters walks around the corner and lifts up the duck's head. Oh my God, this is like Indiana Temple of Doom. So I'm saying it's a fucking Doom shit, yes! right? And people pay 700 quid each for this, I right? I would not do That's that. That's what I'm saying. Mom, so it's like lifted me, off, baby. lifted no. off, and it's like inside the head is duck's heart tartar. <laughs> right? And Jessie's laughing now because she's not eating anything either. She's like not eating. Absolute. I would actually vomit. That's what I'm saying. Like Tom, my pretentious photographer, is, he is fucking eating everyone's <laughs> fucking food. And I'm like, I hope you're. I like you're not getting a fucking birthday present this year. And it was small portions. That's four small portions. Small portions, right? And then like after that, we have a palate cleanser, and it's peppermint ice cream. And I was like, fuck yeah, all right, I'm into this. Best peppermint ice cream in my life. And in theory, I paid two and a half grand for peppermint ice cream. <laughs> And then went for a Chinese afterwards. I had cut someone call. I was like, it's 11 p.m. I need you to find me a Chinese takeaway. And I'm pretty placid, but I was pissed off. You know what I mean? I was like, I was I like. I hate pretension. It was, yeah, you know what I mean? And it was fine. I'm I sorry, mean, I, look, I'm so desperate but, to go. But, this is the best no, entertainment. Never. Do you know what? Not in a bad way. Not in a bad way, right? Like, with it, yeah, great. If you're into that shit, but I'm from, like, I'm from Donny, man. You know what I mean? I just wanted a pint of lager and some steaks. If I go to a nice restaurant, do you know what I mean? If you go to Chilton Firehouse on a Friday night, I'm like, I'll have the cheapest lager you got. Do you know what I mean? I just just see who I am. And And I love good food and I love it, but... Yeah, you... I just like good, like, like, you know what I mean? You don't don't, like all the bells and whistles. Do you want to get the cake? I'm really worried about the cake. I'm into the cake. Okay, so just so I explain to you, Dom, I don't don't have a kitchen at the moment, so I have this really mini oven that it can roast a chicken and it can bake a cake, but the timings are a bit off, so 
fuck knows if it's worked, but I mean, it's sweet. And but yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, like, so I don't mind, and uh, it's all right because if this cake's shy on the next podcast of someone else, I do. I'll be telling yeah, the, I'll be telling the Noma story of you. <laughs> Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I can't actually believe that Youngblood shat on Noma so much. An unbelievable waste, um, him going to Noma. I'm dying to go there. And to be honest, he hasn't put me off, even though it sounds like a kind of pagan ceremony. From one charismatic northerner to another, here is my first love, Robbie Williams, who we spoke to via Zoom at the end of the last year, which actually probably was the best for him because otherwise I may have cried in front of him or pounced him. I don't know. Um, He reveals something that he'd never spoken about in public before. What's your favourite sort of food? Well, my go-to, it, it's always like takeaway food, right? Are you the same with, with food? I mean, I'll eat I everything. cook a lot. So yeah, if, you, if, you were in, if, if, if we weren't in lockdown, I definitely would have forced you to come to my house and eat chicken soup and matzo balls. I would, I would absolutely love that. that would, that's a date, by the way. We'll do that. Definitely, uh, darling. Well, I'll definitely make it for you. I, I eat incredibly healthily and I'm a big believer in fitness and well-being. But my go-to, if I was going to splash the calories out, would be uh, sweet and sour chicken uh, with special fried rice. And then I would have or a bolty, lamb bolty. Right. Love lamb bolty. L- lamb bolty done properly. Because here's what you guys don't know, right? You guys don't know that you don't have a decent curry house down south. Well, you certainly don't have one in Los Angeles, do you, Rob? <laughs> shite. No, actually. No, no, they are shite. They are shite in Los Dreadful. Angeles. Uh, but a northern curry... Probably the best curry on the planet. And that would be, uh, yeah, lamb bolty. And then these nams the size of, I don't know. Your head, yeah. Shallows. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> huge nam breads. Like, this is way too much, but I'll take some home and then we'll eat it during the week. So, yeah, those two things, lamb bolty and uh, sweet and sour chicken. Being in a boy band at such a young age, I'm sure you were eating shit because we've had a few of the Spice Girls on and they were like, we literally just eating packets of crisps and pot noodles. But I just wanted to know, is there any really memorable food moment? Take that all beyond being, you know, an international superstar, pop star individual. Um, but because you, you were doing this like when there was loads of, money in the industry yeah. when they probably spent lots took you out wined and dined you that shit doesn't happen anymore Robbie oh yeah when we were kings yeah yeah when we were kings I was the last the last of my kind from when we were kings anyway early days of take that we used to do this thing called king nan and basically you would get points so if you had a far you would get six points if you had a vindaloo you would get five points if you have 
Madras, you get four points. And then it, it went all the way down to a korma. But you had to finish your dish, right? And then as the month, the couple months went on, who had the most points then became King Nan. And what we did was we um, we got a Nan bread and then we uh, put stuff around it and, and a chain around it. And you wore it at your, you wore it at dinner time and, and you were King Nan and whatever you wanted, everybody had to do. God, are you taking, mad. are you actually are you taking the piss? No, I'm not taking the piss. And is that when you realised that you had to leave the band? I, I haven't spoken about King Nan for, since, at all in public. At all. That's the first time, right? <laughs> and as the words were leaving my lips, I was like, this is mental what I'm saying. Mental. But it's true. So what would you command them to do? I never was King Nam because I couldn't I couldn't stomach a fall. He couldn't take his heat. Who was King Nam? It was always Jason or Howard. And basically what they would do is like they would have a fall, which is uh, hotter than a vindaloo. And then if the points were close, they'd order another fall and eat that dish too. How did they all look so ripped and fantastic when they were just eating curry after curry? Babe, and... on, honestly, we were dancing. We, we were dancing for seven hours a day. That's the key, Jess. Oh my God, that is hysterical. Yeah. So then you'd wear this non gold chain non bread around your yeah and what what do you do to like stuff to make it not crumble you varnish it yeah we'd varnish a nam no <laughs> yeah we did so weird did you frame any of these nan nan breads no they were never they were never framed but like you had to call the person king nam as well when you talked to them who thought of this game we we all came up with it combined you know but it was it's a bit like lord of the flies isn't it you heard it here first, uh, Table Manners listeners. King Nan, take that exclusive. It's amazing what you find out about people when you quiz them about food. Fans of the podcast will know that I loved Robbie Williams when I was growing up and I cried when I went to see Take That in concert. Well, the other person that I adored was Kylie Minogue, who was my first ever concert when I was six years old. So you can imagine how excited we were when she came over to Mum's for dinner last autumn. God, we had a really like jam-packed, like stellar selection of people in autumn last year here's me confessing to her quite how much of a fan i was so i also had just to add to my fanatic kylie face we had the uh, vhs of you that was kylie uh, was it was it, was it like kylie on the go or something it was like kylie that. and you were playing the piano i did learn the piano yeah I was and you had these the most amazing like mozart-esque sleeved um, do you remember it? It was a blouse. It was white, and it was very. Christ, and you were there at the piano. You were like, "Oh, hey, you didn't catch." Oh, sorry, I'm just playing something. <laughs> yeah, and we'd watch it in this room, and the TV used to be here, and we'd watch it, and you'd be playing the piano, and it was like with a lot of sleeve. And I've always <gasps> dreamed about this blouse. That was probably like my my prince fantasy. It, yes, yeah. that would make sense. It was like very. Yes, I think I remember. I might have had. Oh, this is really. Challenging me now. Um, maybe a little waistcoat, like a oh, vest with yeah, it, yeah, 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 with yeah. some embroidery. Yep, 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 yep. And there, and there, and probably massive earrings. We and you had curly hair. I yes. Think. Yeah. And and we Hannah got like an embroidered waistcoat. Yeah. Because. Jesse thinks that the neighbours' theme tune was her white noise because when they were born, they were. I'd listen <laughs> to it. I'd watch it when I was pregnant, and then when they were born, 
we always had neighbours on. So, so they, that was like, was that like, were Des and Daphne? Yeah, oh, we did. I had that. I had the Daphne hair. The half up, half, half down, up. and then the ponytail. She yeah. did that. And she had of, double, yeah, yeah. I used double to do the ponytail. What did she die of? We was can't remember. Or in birth. It was the saddest remember. episode. Sobbed. We absolutely sobbed. Did she die in childbirth? But Des was Did less. Did have nothing else on that you Des was desolate. <laughs> no. Des was desolate. desolate. Well, it was on twice a day. Yeah, it was on. So you could then just cry all over again. Yeah. It was like the arches. They did a repeat later. Des was desolate. That's priceless. Des was desolate. <laughs> and Daphne's hair. And I remember you used to say, I used to say to you, how would you like your hair? And you say, like Daphne. She managed to get... A lot of looks out of very short hair. Oh God! She was a she was a good woman, Gaffney. Yeah. Was um, she a hairdresser? I don't know. She was an ex stripper. That was the scandal. Oh, the scandal. Cool. And she then she in, she worked in the cafe. No, the diner. She started the cafe. It was so scandalous. That was this cafe from yeah. her from her stripper money. I don't know. <laughs> Presumably, if that but was Guy part of her Guy past. Pierce was your best friend. He was one of the gang. Yeah, and yeah. I worked with him. Three years ago, we played husband and wife in this Australian comedy film that's set in the 70s. So, I mean, he looks really good with the, the tash and the lamb chops and all of that. Yeah. I've had such a great time. Oh, good. Thank you. <laughs> Will this seal the deal when I tell you, I forgot to tell you that we have a guinea pig called Kylie and a guinea pig called Jason as well. Oh, yeah, I yeah, forgot. Yeah, yeah. Kylie Fruity, and Jason. Kylie Jason. I know, I've, I've had to step away. I don't <laughs> no. want to make it out. I thought I'd heard it all. I've now heard it all. We're going to now uh, break your kneecaps and you're going to lie upstairs and you're going to teach us the spinning around dance. Uh, you're never going anywhere. We are Kathy Bates. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That was amazing, having Kylie over. Rest assured, we did let uh, the pop princess leave. Uh, I didn't break her kneecaps, uh, her ankles. She uh, is not still in my mother's bedroom um, writing new lyrics for Hand on Your Heart. Don't worry. So to end this episode of Extra Helpings is the gorgeous Lydia West. We fell in love with Lydia when watching the brilliant It's a Sin earlier this year. If you haven't seen it, you must watch it. It's uh, Russell T Davies' incredible series about the AIDS pandemic, and it stars another Table Manners alumni, the lovely Ollie Alexander, who played Richie. And Lydia played Richie's best friend, Jill. Here she is telling us what her Last Supper would consist of. So my starter would have to be... So I'm obsessed with buffalo wings. Like, obsessed. Uh-huh. And anywhere I go, I have to kind of try the buffalo wings. And uh-huh. the best place where I found buffalo wings is this amazing restaurant in... It's not amazing, but it's a good restaurant. It's a nice... It's good for wings. <laughs> it's good for wings. It's called Chicks and Sa- Chick and Sours, and it's in Haggerston. Oh, Chick and Sours? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and... Um, I haven't tried their wings. Oh, they're buffalo wings. I used to live in Dalston, and I would all I'd have their takeaway every Friday night but I'm I've moved recently but my flatmate still lives there and I go to her house to have the takeaway <laughs> she's like okay you coming to see me or are you coming for chicken sours <laughs> and so I'd have a buff a hot buffalo wings with like a blue cheese dip I love that oh, yeah no one's ever chosen that no no one and I, I understand it's like it's just it's so that good, good and that, like, that oh. kind of vinegary salty just Ooh, yeah goodness so that would be my starter. My main would be, I think I'd have to go for, oh, I know everyone says a roast dinner, but it is, it's just so good. A it lamb, like a lamb roast or a lamb shank 
even. Mm. Mm. And what is so special about, is it your mum's roast dinner that you're choosing or is it a My granny's. Oh, your granny's. Okay, yeah. so what would she do that was so special? Uh, I think just the potatoes in goose fat and like Irish potatoes in goose fat and red cabbage with currants in them too. I don't know how mm. she, but they're, they're also quite salty and I don't know what she does to make it so like it's almost like a vinaigrette kind of in them which is really nice um what else does she have in her roast cauliflower cheese triple cheese cauliflower cheese triple cheese cheese. yeah i love that (laughs) and then just a lamb with homemade mint sauce oh wow she was a good cook man she's really good cook she is. And is she even, still alive? She is still alive, oh, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. She's young, Jessie. No, you're young. I forget, sorry. <laughs> Granny's still here. She still bakes oh, for so us. Nice. And yeah. she. But my granny's the kind of person who like no food can compare to hers. Like, if I say like, oh, I cooked a meal, she has no interest in like in anything but her own her own cooking because she just doesn't trust that we could ever make anything that we'd enjoy <laughs> she's so always... funny so even i make like a banana bread and i don't really bake but in lockdown i became a banana bread bread breaker and i was like granny we i'll make you a banana that. bread and i'll bring it to your house and she's like no no i don't like that and i was like oh quick granny <laughs> granny you haven't tried my banana bread she's like i don't like banana bread at all I'm like, okay <laughs> fine <laughs> So what's her bake that she does that's like the one I, that... Is it the brat? No, it's brat, the brat's not my favourite. It would have to be the uh, pineapple upside down cake. Ooh. Ooh. I've never tried making that, No, actually. I might have a go. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Do you she, think tinned pineapple She uses tinned pineapple. Yeah. Yeah, she uses it and it's so... I think cause it's so sweet and juicy. And what do you have it with? Custard or ice cream? Custard. I'm going to make it this weekend. Can you make it gluten-free, Mum? No. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, okay, so we've got we've got Granny's Roast. And are you drinking Guinness with all of Granny's Roast? No, I don't like Guinness. <laughs> I'm not a massive drinker. Tell you what I'm obsessed with at the moment. <laughs> sparkling Moscato. <laughs> I'm obsessed with sparkling rosé. and Or like rosé champagne oh yeah oh yeah do you do you like alcohol free rosé love it right so marks and spencers do a really good one do called frisera is it, it their pink yeah their pink. i've tried yeah, it it's, re- it's so better good than their, their white one it's in the fridge what you was that shite you got me yeah, then that bloody no, cabernet sauvignon what... fake i mean it's oh, disgusting alcohol no but i've got an alcohol free rosé frisero there you can take it home if you want it's lovely yeah, it's lovely. And that's why I think I like the, the sparkling Moscato at the moment, because it's literally just sugar. I love it. It's so yeah. sparkly and just bubbly. Well, but, which leads um, us on to your pudding. So I don't know. Are you, upside are you, down is cake. It, is, are you, no, but she may have not chosen her granny's upside oh, down okay. cake for her last no. meal. I'd, for my last meal ever, I really enjoyed cookie dough, like warm cookie dough when it's not yet formed the cookie. So it's like stodgy and just like gooey. And then with a scoop of ice cream, maybe like butterscotch ice cream. So you're making like your own cookie kind of... dough. I, I'm not making my own. I'm ordering it from Pizza Hut. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> How do you do that? So Pizza Hut have this warm cookie dough. You're filthy, Lydia. And... I love this. It's filthy. It's so filthy. But you can order warm cookie dough which you intend to make cookies with but you don't make the cookies with or is it just a thing no so they they half bake they half bake it 
So it's almost like the the cookie is finished, but then they take it out of the oven ten minutes early. Oh, I mean, are you supposed to finish it off when you get it home? Or? No, you're supposed to eat it as the dough, as the warm dough. How did you? Oh I did, I don't know anyone who Never still orders Pizza Hut, but I feel like you're the person that's keeping them alive, Lydia. And you I know, actually, and you you have to order two. <laughs> and I, I don't actually like their pizza I prefer Domino's if I'm having like bad pizza no. I'd rather have Domino's but the cookie dough you have to order two to get it above I think nine pounds or whatever the... oh my god you'll <laughs> literally just order Pizza Hut cookie dough to get it so I yeah yeah for dessert this is, yeah. this is a great bit of intel <laughs> it was an absolute treat to have the darling Lydia on podcast who not only was she lovely but she shared that gem of knowledge about ordering cookie dough from Pizza Hut which actually I've now seen on Deliveroo it's a whole thing which I still need to order and also she was very good with her lighting too she taught us a few things tricks about a good light on zoom that is it for this episode of second helpings so hard to choose as we've had so many amazing guests over the last year but thank you so much for listening and i'll be back next week with some more extra helpings 